Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my left, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my right, uh, GW himself. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. Here to tell you the comics coming out for the week of... Um, Something. Uh, it is April 26th. Well, okay. 25th for DC. 25th, 26th for the rest of the world. You know what happened? I yeah. looked at my phone and the, uh, I have it plugged in right now. So the battery came up, the battery level where it usually shows the date. And I was like, okay, come on, move past that. that. And then it moved to swipe up to unlock. And I was like, what the fuck? Show me the fucking date. And then by the time you were answering, it came up. So 25th, yes. Got it. Yes. Um, here's a comic coming out this week. Also, uh, talk about our book club book. Uh, and talk about uh, a series that just ended and wrapped up. And uh, as usual, starting out here with some comic-related items. Um, did you guys get a chance to watch that Flash trailer? You know what? Actually, it, did you get a chance to watch yeah, it? Yeah, I did. I, I did. I, I don't know about I could have watched it, but I chose not to because it looks like garbage. <laughs> you look like garbage. Uh, I thought I'd seen the first one. I watched one. I don't know if I watched the second one or not. So it will just no, came out today. Don't worry. The so. final, the final trailer will be shoved down your throat next time you go to. The movie, it so. just came out today, Alex. <laughs> so if you didn't see it today, you didn't see it. No, no. It's pretty good. Give it a little more sizzle. It is. It just definitely doesn't I'm show. To see the go back. It doesn't show a lot in context to like what the story is. I mean, I can kind of guess because if you read that story, you know, like they're kind of doing. Oh, go ahead, Corey. Oh, well, this is hashtag Guestos One. How are we doing, Wednesday Comic Crew? Corey, we're talking about the Flash trailer that you uh, showed us in the chat today, and we watched. Uh, Alex didn't see it though, because he said it's gonna be shit. So no point of you know dedicating that two minutes <laughs> of his life you took the word right out of, my mouth. of his right. life to something he doesn't give a shit about. Um, which you know what, honorable, honorable. Uh, but uh, we were talking about the trailer and uh i was just about to say that it didn't really like show a lot of the story but you can kind of insinuate that what the story will be because you've if you've read flashpoint um uh, there's just a lot of sizzle as you called it earlier garrett uh so much so mm-hmm. uh if i didn't know any better i would be like is this a batman movie or like, what's going on here a lot of batman well I, that's because that that's what they're banking on well, okay michael so keaton too. Yeah, Michael Keaton coming back as Batman, obviously a huge draw in. Yeah. I doubt anyone really gives a shit about Ezra Miller as the Flash. I wonder if they, when they did the um, reshoots that they had been publicized, if they did more scenes of the other people to cut him out of the movie more. Ezra. So, oh, I bet. That has very little Flash, and I like it. I mean, if you watch this trailer, Alex, so. he's barely in it. Like, I, to be fair, the very few things I have seen of the second trailer was... Uh, a Batman on a bat cycle, and then the um, thumbnail or whatever you want to call it that Corey sent us had Keaton on it. So all I've seen for Flash is the Batman stuff. Uh, Supergirl will be you in the movie. You see a lot of Batwing. You see Supergirl, yep, Supergirl. in the trailer. Uh, another Flash. Um, I'm assuming from whatever Zod. universe he travels to. Uh, Zod, who is, I guess Zod is the bad person in this movie. Um, because when he goes back well, in. That's just we're just recycling stuff. Okay, great. <laughs> Uh, that's what I thought too. I was like, "Sad, really? We're gonna go back to that." And I know there's a, a section of DC fans that'll be like, "Yeah, of course you're gonna bring that back." Uh, and that section I'm talking about also uh, whined for a other version of a movie to come out. 
but it, it, it's I don't know. It doesn't really feel like a Flash movie, and you kind of have to go into it thinking that way. Like when I went to the trailer, I didn't think, "Hey, I'm going to watch the new Flash trailer." In my head, I was like, "I'm watching the reset of the DCU. <laughs> like this is what we're doing here." I don't think I care whatsoever what happens to the Flash in this movie. Well, yeah. See, it was a long trailer too. That was a three minute trailer. So they're like, "We got to show much as much as we can because we know there's a lot of controversy behind this movie." I believe that. Uh, I just want to know how they do it. I just want to be like, is he just going to like run, you know, run into the speed force and he comes out and he's like, yeah, I've been Barry Allen this whole time. Uh, and it's like Tom Cruise or something. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Just, I, I got a little older, but hey, I'm fine. Well, there's another Barry in the hey. trailer. So I'm assuming that's them setting up being like, it can happen. There's berries in all, all the universes. Right. I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the last season of the Flash TV show. They can, They have an easy out. Hey, let's get this guy that's played the Flash, and then we do this little multiversal phase thing, and he just takes over. And there is canon to say that they've met before because of that. So, mm-hmm. well, I did see a little tickety talk uh, with some rumors of extra cameos, and a lot of people think that Grant always show up in it. Uh, I also heard uh, maybe Nick Cage as Superman for a brief moment. Oh, that would be cool. I guarantee you, if they asked him, he's in it. There's no way. Dude, he was in that Teen Titans Go yes. movie because he wanted to play Superman. There's no way that he's not. They're not like, hey, do you actually want to be on screen as that Superman that you're supposed to be? There's no way that he says no to that. Even though right. he just came up in an interview because that, uh, the, God, what the fuck's that movie called that it just came out with him as Dracula? Renfield. Renfield, that's right. Renfield, uh, yep. And he was saying that how, like, around, oh, I think it was 08, but, like, basically, uh, 2000s, early 2010s, that he was broke and he was just taking roles to get money, which is obvious if you've seen his uh, catalog. Uh, but he was stating that, um, like now he's actually doing stuff that he wants to do. Uh, and so I could see him being like, hey, you know what? Let's get, let's show me a Superman. I'll be there. Yeah. I, yeah. Would, I don't, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of glad that, uh, God, I don't know, guys. I don't know how, like, it, I'm going to feel so bad. You're going to see that little kid running on screen. I'm going to bust out laughing right after his mom dies, and everyone's going to be looking at me like, you sick fuck. I'll be like, look at that kid run. You can't do it. I did notice that. You run normal. I did notice that in the trailer. I was like, look at this guy run. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, geez, man. He just has enough. Enough dangle to pick his nose every time he lifts his arm up, you know. It's like, you know, sometimes you got to run for us to run. What what I don't get well, is is like the way. So in in the basically any kind of canon version of that story, it's usually the reverse Flash that is the uh, perpetrator of his mother, his murder, mom's murder. And in this trailer, because we don't show any kind of sign of any kind of Flash villain whatsoever, there's only Zod. And uh, it looks like that her that his mom just got like gets stabbed in the stomach or something. So like it's not even something like a supernatural superhuman person would have to do. <laughs> like it's just a regular crime. It's always watching that too, being like, what's the game here? Like I think they really are banking on this not being a to legit flash movie. Like I truly would much rather just have watched Zod come down and kill her. <laughs> and I hope there is. I no hope reason. there's at least a yellow blur or something. Like, come on. I hate when you could do the cheapest special effect ever, 
just to keep a little bit of continuity in place, like show a freaking like like a flash by of yellow and then the mom's on the ground and you don't even have to see him stick around. Like yeah. he killed Nora, Nora Allen and leaves. What is the big effing deal with that? Like, you guys, did you guys notice the change they made? What's with, that change? With Daddy Allen? Yeah. It's not well, Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup oh, yeah. has jumped off the wagon a long time ago. I, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, you didn't think we would notice, but we did. They've been dragging like, their... off the sinking ship before I uh, get dragged out. They've been dragging that their heels on that this movie for a long time. So he, yeah, he got out. You know, he's got some. Uh, uh, he's got to go to Mars. You know, do his stuff up there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, there is some cool stuff. Everything that's cool in that trailer is Batman, or I actually like the costume of Supergirl. So like everything that I liked about that trailer is not the Flash. So I think you have to go into that movie being like, I'm not going to see a Flash movie. Like if you're a fan of Flash, I would expect him to take a back seat. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think he's gonna be yeah. a star. Um, I will say they did they did bulk up. Uh, I mean, it's not Ezra himself, but I'm guessing CGI. I mean, in the red and gold suit, uh, not the one where he's wearing like a neck goiter, like Rob Pattinson Batman. He looks pretty buff, you know. Like, neck goiter? Did you just say a neck goiter? Dude, the thing from his chin to his chest is like. I mean, it looks like Batman's cowl from front. He probably took it from Keaton. Is like, hey, that looks like it protects your neck. Let me put this on here because <laughs> it's like his chin to his chest. It, there's no way that suit moves. Alfred, like, Alfred, shouting down to Batman. Hey, don't forget to put on your neck goiter. <laughs> you gotta protect yourself. Yeah, that's right. Who are you talking about, so, Garrett? There's two Barry Allen. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the other one. one. I know it's whatever. Okay. Yeah, I didn't notice his he costume has, right like, away. He has, like, Batman's mask. It looks right. horrible. But the one in the gold and yellow actually looks pretty good. But you can tell it's been CGI'd hey, the shit what's out with of it, scene? even when it's not in fast What's uh, with the scene motion. where they show all those suits and they're all the same? <laughs> like All the Batman suits? <laughs> yeah. They aren't the same, actually. They look exactly the same. But you can't tell you from can't that tell. scene. You can't tell I from know. that scene. I don't know why you would include that in the trailer then. I think it's supposed to be a cool movie, a cool scene in the movie where he's, like, looking at all his different suits. But then the trailer comes off of look at all the same suit. <laughs> it's like I have ten. I would have loved. Hey, maybe there's nine of them, and he's run into Michelle Pfeiffer nine times. You know, you ever think I about that? I would have loved it if the two on the right both had bat nipples. Oh my god, I'd be like, oh. I bet you, you see still a George pay homage Clooney. to the nipples. I've, I've heard that. I wouldn't mind I a George Clooney cameo. Clooney. I would, you know. Yeah. Show it, and maybe Arnold come <laughs> back. He'll be like, you know what's what's gonna burn your eyes out? Razor wire. I need to. I'm gonna accept the fact that this is not a flash movie, and what I need to happen is is like a no way home for Batman, and do yeah. all the Batman yeah. and all the different villains from each one, and and that's what I need to see. I need to see Arnold. I know. I oh come on. Uh, I need to see. I know it won't happen, but if Christian Bale showed up in this movie, I would have a heart attack and die. They if all the Batman showed up. Who were still living? Who would win that fist fight between all the Bruce I mean, Wayne's? That it doesn't Christian look Bale. that doesn't look a hundred percent like the cycle, but it's like the same idea. So like how maybe like how does it not him? You know what I mean? Unless they really want you to think it's not him, and then when we actually see the movie, it's not going to be that scene's not in the movie. I've I've heard it heavily speculated that it's Ben Affleck. That he just like, has oh, the same idea. I know it's Ben Affleck. Yeah. Unfortunately, ben, but hey, they could be. Yeah, they could. They can manipulate it. You're right. You know, hey, remember Hulk yeah. Infinity War? They can do that shit. Yeah, 
ben, true. ben Affleck did come out and say Ben Affleck came out and said that um he feels like he finally got Batman right with that with the Roland Flashpoint. Which is kind of sad because that's the last time he's gonna play it. But he's like he feels satisfied now with that. He didn't like the way it ended before with, with Justice League, and he was like, "Now though, that like if that's my final performance as Batman, I'm okay." So that makes me yeah, a little bit. Excited. I think it would give him. I feel like it give him and one Roman a good send off. Oh yeah, I, I forgot like she's in it too. Has done just. Yeah, Gal Is in gonna be in Flashpoint? Yeah. Yeah, she was in that one. She is. She was in like a, a, tr- yeah, a commercial was... for it. I saw it when I oh, went really? to go see Mario, and I was just oh. like. I think their whole marketing scheme is look who's in this movie. Not it's a flash right. movie. But really, I think what James Gunn is gonna do to it though, he's gonna give us all those last couple moments with all the nostalgia and be like, guess what? And then hard cut, welcome to the DCU bitches. Here we go. Speaking of like, I feel like this is if they don't make an edit to this movie to make this the jumping on point for DCU or at least the prelude to the DCU, fucking big mistake. I, I find it very yeah. strange though, like that we still have two more DC movies of the old reign still coming out, though. So, like, if they do that in this movie, like, how do they explain Aquaman 2 and explain Blue Beetle, like, when they're not going to be... They're legends. It's the Legends universe. No, Blue Beetle, uh, James Gunn's confirmed, is going to be part of the DCU now. Didn't you say that's going to be the first one? No, no Creature Commandos is... I think he did say... Wyatt? I think he did say... Creatures Commandos. Monster yeah. But yeah. I do oh. but I do think uh, Corey is correct that he said that that'll be the first like sign of his universe is in Blue Beetle. Like that's the first one where he has a say in it. So, we'll mm-hmm. see. I mean, I would I would imagine like if they can do anything to Flash at this point and he, and James Gunn would do it. You know, he's not going to be like, "Oh no, I'm just going to let that happen how it was." Like you don't want the first cuz in people's heads they hear James Gunn took it over, or if they don't even know that, and they just keep putting out shit content, people are just not going to give whatever. His thing's never going to launch and never get off the ground right. if they continue to ruin the reputation of this. So, like, if he has a chance to do anything in Flashpoint to make it better, I'm sure that he's already done it. If he if it was too I, late I already, think, then he I has. I feel like you'd have to. I feel like you'd have to. I think, if I nothing mean, else, like you said, if, if you couldn't add into it, you almost should have just sacked this. You sacked other things, other movies, other shows. Yeah, because WB, it wasn't going to work. Yeah, WB was happy doing that, like just sacking shit. So they could have done that with all this stuff. I'm sure Michael Keaton was like, I will crucify you guys if you fucking mothball another movie. Speaking that of which. <laughs> uh, like, what if this movie's amazing? You know? I don't think that's Come true. on, bro. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I mean, they have a good director. Oh, wait, hold on a second. They've had the most amount of time possible to make this. They've movie. had like five directors. Better. And they've all been good choices for that character. So hope if the he if the director who finally did you know officially direct this movie, if he was on it the whole time, then I think it'd be fine. But if there was any kind of like crossover where they kept something from this, kept something from that, like I've seen those type of movies and they are never cohesive. It's gonna be all just Green place. Lantern. <laughs> yeah. Uh speaking about Michael Keaton, uh CinemaCon was today, so they've announced a bunch of stuff about movies. Uh, and they're making Beetlejuice 2, I saw. So I wonder if, uh, because he Batgirl was uh, canceled and he never saw himself in that role, they were like, you know what, we'll give you Beetlejuice 2. Because I love Beetlejuice. Everybody would freak out. Winona's back on top, you know. I so. love Beetlejuice 
Yeah, but it's just so surprising yeah. that they you're like Beetlejuice too. Like it's been forever. Like that's got to be what forty years. I need Gina Davis. I need Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin though. I need them back. Alex. Dude, Alec Baldwin's on on the out. I don't think he'll be coming back. Why? Well, why? Kind of killed somebody. <laughs> well, okay, I know why, but. <laughs> All right. Well, then get uh, what's his face to stand in. Bill Pullman, have him stand in. They're basically the same. Something else that happened that. at CinemaCon was they showed the trailer for the new Craven movie, uh, and Craven uh, the animal activist. Somehow, somehow, Alex, uh, nobody ch- thought to like take a video of it and leak it because there's been no leaks. Um, probably because they're all a- so ashamed of it they didn't want to share. <laughs> I was gonna go the other way and say that because they probably played it in front of an empty arena, but we'll see. Um, but in the trailer, I guess some descriptions of it have come out where it's supposedly very bloody and rated R. Um, but then we have shit like where they say that Rhino is going to actually be a man that turns into a Rhino. Um, Mm. hmm. Uh, again, big mistake, not having the Rhino or Craven appear as the villain of a Spider-Man movie. Shit. I don't like it. It's going to be bad. It's Sony pictures. I can be proven wrong, but I just don't feel like I would. What evidence do we have, though? We have no evidence. They're making Venom 3, bro. Like, they continue to... I know, I saw that. The girl that plays Keeley, Keeley. I feel so bad for her because she's doing so good with her career right now. Who the hell would you make the bad guy in that? You've already used Carnage. No, they should should say that they should redo it and go, we're going to, this is actually carnage because they screwed up so bad with carnage. Dude, I feel like they're going to do Shriek or uh, what's the, what's the. Shriek was in two. She was? She, that was, yeah, that was, uh, what's her face from Pipes Caribbean, uh, Thandie Newton. Bullshit. It was, that was their version. Yeah. So, well, that's, I guess, yeah, what she gave ruined it. Who do we have in the first one? It was what, Siren? Or what's her name? Toxin? No. Uh, riot, riot. Right, that's it. Yeah. Right. Well, no, it's, yeah, you're right. It's finally on Disney Plus. I should actually watch it now. Which one? Venom. Oh, I saw, yeah, Sony had all Spider Man movies on there. Great on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for yeah. Spider Man 2. Amazing Spider Man 2. And Venom 2. Wait, are the Marvel Sony, Sony uh, Spider Man's on there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, one, I two, and three. And then I saw. Amazing Spider-Man 1 is on there, but not Amazing 2. Yeah, they didn't want to pay for it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they were like, we can't have this on there, bro. <laughs> we ran out of room. We were having a bites. <laughs> that was similar to the James Gunn thing saying, bro, we can't show this again. Like, if this comes out, it's going to ruin the reputation of Spider-Man. I can't show this. Uh, I did yeah. watch part of Spider-Man 3. Um, and what, the, like I said I, two weeks ago last week, I forget what it was. I'm telling you, it's it's not horrible. But the lead up to that movie. If you watch, if you watch Spider Man three instead of like an episode of the nineties cartoon, you'd feel kind of similar vibes, you know. Yeah, it's just a, it's just the only diff, the only it's reason why that movie got so shut on I, the Venom part is kind of tacked on it. It feels that way, but everything with Sam yeah. is great, and everything with Peter in the suit is good. I just feel like there was so much hype going into that movie. There, there's no way an okay movie would have survived that. And so, like, when we're thinking of, like, Guardians is coming out, I saw a, a scene of Guardians of Rocket as a uh, little Rocky. Um, and I was like, damn, that's a good scene. But I kept thinking, being like, I don't want to get excited about movies anymore. And that kind of makes me sad. But, like, then you go to them, and it never lives up to it. 
So like Guardians, people keep saying, "Hey, we're gonna you're gonna see Guardians." Like Guardians, I keep hearing it now in the uh, greater uh, uh, outside world because people like normal people know it's coming out now in a couple weeks, next week, couple weeks. Um, I don't know when it was next week, and next week. And so they're asking me, "What did you study for that?" Because they know I like comics, and I kind of have to be like, "I'll go see it." Like I don't know, I can't, I don't I'm too much. I've been disappointed too many times. Especially with this last, you know, uh, I compare it to, uh, I compare it to, you know, that Power Rangers special came out and it was meh. But I just remember all of us going to see Power Rangers uh, that uh, the reboot, and we were like, man, this is probably gonna be like Transformers, kind of suck ass, and then it ended up being so good. Mm-hmm. God, that was. Yeah, I'm just trying to think like the last movie that I got really like, oh my god, I have to see this. I'm so hyped, no matter what. Uh, what that movie would be. You know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about because I was at Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. And there was people dressed up like Mario. And it gave me flashbacks to when we dressed up for Avengers. And I just thought to myself, not because of who, how old I am or like I shouldn't be doing that at this age, because uh, I would dress up. But I was like, I was thinking there's nothing, no movie that I know that's coming out that I would be like, we got to fucking go to that movie and dress up and wait in a line. Yeah. This doesn't happen anymore. So we're into the Disney Marvel days, not the Paramount Marvel days. I mean, even the Indiana Jones 5, I'm very excited. But again, I'm like, Ugh. it doesn't feel like the trilogy. You know what I mean? But I'm still excited because, I mean, I'm optimistic. There's like that the aging technology is pretty dope. You can't, you can't get and excited for these movies. You, should, you shouldn't be getting excited for these movies. Like uh, uh, the way I like I'm trying to contain my hype for Craven. And uh, hopefully uh, lives up to expectations. Who knows? So, Dad, I don't want to kill. I want to love. Supposedly, Alex, animals. Alex, uh, I didn't share this part of the description. I'm not sure if you read it, but supposedly the scene that's really bloody is that he takes out two jeep full of uh, poachers, and he's like fighting poachers, and people are like, "Oh my god!" People in the comments were like, "But technically, he wants to kill animals. He is, <laughs> he is a poacher." He was a kill animals to make sure he's the strongest. I don't, I don't, I don't kill unless you poke. So people were like, so he's just basically killing people who he's supposed to be like. So he's killing the competition essentially. Well, somebody said it would I make hope, sense like, if he's they, killing the competition, but I don't think that's gonna be the case, bro. The one thing they do if they make Sun Craven like the hero, I want them to make Daddy Craven to be. Our craven. If they do that, then uh, at least be like, all right, I'd go see that. You know, and who, that'd, that'd be dope. That would be interesting. Is that Craven the Hunter isn't even the main character? He's just the bad guy, right? Waiting for him to show up. Going, yeah. Oh, son, you've made it to me. Now I kill you. And who are we thinking exactly? At, to play, who are we thinking to play Daddy? Yeah, Pedro Pascal. No. Joe Manganiello. Yeah, Joe Manganiello. No. Yeah. yeah, nope. Alex nailed it. Yeah, and that's who they should have cast, honestly, as Craven the Hunter. How old is that Craven dude now? Forty-five. Oh, okay, which would fit mind. perfect. I thought he was just. He's ageless. Ageless. If, okay. if the story was written now the way we have just now written it, is that the son goes to talk to the king, and the king says, "You're not worthy." Kills him. Joe then shows up in the MCU, going, "I do have to find me the Spider-Man." Dude, there. he sends all his like henchmen to go kill his son, and his son gets pissed and seeks out uh, Daddy Craven, and then Daddy Craven's like, "Oh, you made a big fucking mistake, man. It's about to go wrong." <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Yeah, instead of watching Aaron Taylor Johnson, like 
uh, human. Dad, or... I don't want to kill <laughs> Dad. No, Dad. I only no. kill. I kill those that are hunted. <laughs> Every time I think of of his Russian, I think of Zangief from Wreck It Ralph. Being bad guy does not make you a bad guy. Who's Russian? Craven. Oh, okay. Craven. Craven. I know. I know. From I thought you were talking about Aaron Taylor, and I was like, when has he played a Russian before? I just couldn't figure it out. Yeah, well, I guess Bullet Train. He was British, so. Well, wasn't wasn't he essentially? I mean, um, oh, where are they from? In Age Slo- of Ultron, Slovenia. Oh yeah, Sokovia. 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 That sounds pretty Russian. They're they're Russian accent almost. <laughs> you didn't see that coming. I guess yeah. Technically. Don't worry, sister. I kiss you in Godzilla. What if he just dies by machine gun fire in this one too? That's what I was going to say. Is what if that, I was thinking for the Flash. That's how they got rid of Ezra Miller. Just machine gun fire that he couldn't outrun. And then, and then the variant that's actually going to be the new variant is like, can nobody dodge machine gun bullets? Like, is it just me? And Craven, I need to see see him die by machine gun fire, but they need a also then show the person behind the gun, and it needs to be like a group of bears or something. Like, <laughs> that's what I need for this movie is, is, is animals that are fighting back at him no. yeah there needs to be like an, like you know an animal he loves so much that the animal becomes evil and he's like you know what now I you, you know what Gord? I just realized this may happen because if rhino actually does turn into a rhino who's to say that other people won't turn into other animals so we may have him killing animals but because they were once humans and they were these mutant things yeah, humans k- kill, but like animals, like no, dude. Like, but if it's just, humans just turning into animals, yeah, they get get fucked. This is where we're gonna get our MCU scorpion from. Is this movie Rhino? Uh, Puma could show up in it. Gosh, this, no, this I bet they're be gonna really shit the bed. They're gonna put like Craven in the heart of New York and be like, "Yeah, Craven, bitches. He wears all he wears a lion's sweater." They're gonna make like Craven's dad like the head of a company. They're gonna be like, "Oh, oh yeah, welcome to Craven Industries." Yeah, no, he's gonna uh, Kravinoff. He's gonna be a CEO of Where Jimmy Jones. CEO of Jimmy Jones. Yeah. Welcome to Craven's home of the Craven Cotton Company. Yeah, in the uh, Impossible and Rhino Burger. Impossible Rhino Burger. I guess. I guess that actually you can get your rhino meat. <laughs> I know you're joking, but they might actually do that because these CEOs go over there and poach, like big game, and maybe Craven is like a, a guy who does that, but does that with help because he has so much money, and so they make it like, oh yeah, he is that Craven, but what you don't know is that he pays to make himself look like that, and so that's why his son grows up to hate that and decide to to uh, stop the poaching. So is this basically going to be the Craven version of Shang Chi? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, bro. <laughs> wow, you fucking na- you fucking nailed it. Right. I can see it exactly being that. Right. Oh man, that's so. It good. is going to be Shang Chi. That story. Holy shit! It's going to be one hundred percent. But it, but if Craven, if like actual Daddy Craven isn't the villain, like imagine if they pull that all out. Who the fuck is the villain of that movie? It's Rhino, Rhino. bro. It's Rhino. It's Rhino. Rhino's the villain. I thought he, I thought he was but just he, making a cameo, like, yeah, I turned into a Rhino. Because no, he said by a said, vat of goo. He said he's a human for most of the movie, and then at the end, he finally transforms into the Rhino. 
Oh, so it's like abomination. Got yeah, it. I kind of yeah. want it to be like I want it to be like Daredevil, Ben Affleck's Daredevil, or it's like Bullseye and Kingpin. So I want it to be Rhino is at the orders of Craven. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh yeah, yeah, they could do that. Save Craven for the, the sequel. <laughs> well, no, no. Rhino goes out like the little bitch she is, and then <laughs> sorry, Alex. Corey, one final question Corey, for that's you. That's a top five. That's a top five Spider-Man villain you're talking about there. Well, yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> we, can't, we can't all have our Green Goblin's women too. Corey, actually, I, I actually have a, I have a legit question for you. How does it make you feel that you are having amazing Spider-Man movies nowadays? But anything else to do with Spider-Man sucks, movie-wise. Wait, say that again. Like I'm Sony, confused, but... Sony's uh, Spider-Man universe that doesn't include Spider-Man is not that great. But the Spider-Man movies that Marvel's helping them make, those are fantastic. So how does it feel being pulled to? Uh, uh, you can see Spider-Man in great movies, while also you look over at the other things that you love, the the villains, and realize they're all getting shit movies. It just blows my mind. Like, again, let me reenact the writing pitch for Craven the Hunter. Hey, you know that badass Craven the Hunter that, like, hunts Spider-Man and stuff like that? Here, Here's my idea. What if we have his son and he doesn't like to hunt like the badass that Craven is? I think I they'll th- make a million dollars. Let's do it. Even if they did Ultimate Spider-Man Craven, where he is a piss-poor actor who's just in, like, physical physique perfectness, even that would have been fine. Yeah. He puts on this big Ultimate Craven would fit Joe Megan whatever to a T. Like, that, he was born for Ultimate Craven. You know that... To be a piece of shit. You don't know nobody <laughs> yeah. over there has a, any kind of good decision-making skills when they greenlit Madam Web. Like... Yeah. At that point, we've given up on these movies. Yeah, that, yeah. That's that's what's worse. People out here shitting on DC, but I'll watch any DC movie, any, even Green Lantern, over any of those Sony movies. Actually, I don't know. Maybe Venom One is a strong contender because that's fine. I just I, went on to Netflix today. I saw Morbius. I'm like, no, I don't. I have not sat down once and be like, maybe I should watch Morbius. Not once. Has has I never crossed Morbius, I'm going back to the '90s cartoon. You know. You know, I, I've been thinking that sometimes you have to, like, baseline yourself and, like, read or watch or listen to something that's just fucking horrible to get a baseline of what's bad. I might have to do that with Morbius. It's Yeah, no, no that's a fair thing. Like, what do I like to watch that's pretty bad? Uh, let's see I, I have an example. While you're thinking of an example, here's my example. I go and okay. watch these Netflix reality shows like Love is Blind because I realize it's trash. Like, it's trash TV. There's nothing really of substance yeah. in it. Because that's when I go... Then when I go watch Succession, Succession is that much more better because I just got done watching this trash. Yeah, that's true. Even uh, think- Mandalorian this season was fantastic to me because I was doing that. I mean, not to say that Mandalorian was not great this season, but I, I thought this thing was fucking creme de la creme this season, like the best season. You really? Oh. Is that a hot take? I, I didn't realize it. Was... it was... No, 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 not a hot take, but I just thought it was okay. Like, I thought it was too neatly tied up into a bow for season three. I don't know. 
Like, if you just think about what season two was, yeah, like Alex knows what I'm talking about the return of Luke Skywalker. Okay, (laughs) like it was so badass, and then this season's like, well, we we retook it, we're good, all right. You can be uh, not a sheriff, but a bounty hunter. Okay. I'm also watching yeah. Clone Wars at the same time, the cartoon. So maybe that's why, okay. because I'm getting a lot of like, hey, I, like it's amazing. I'm now Wars. seeing how Dave Filoni has put, he's basically made that Mando show the Clone Wars sequel. Like, and yeah. all, like every character that they're making is like, at this point, he's proven that he can do his own shit. So like everything that Star Wars TV basically is based on that show. Like I've been watching, I'm like, oh Dude, shit, everything movie, is. Got, yeah, that movie's got coming out. That is something I am uber excited for. I might be Directed with you. By Dave Filoni. That might I'll be, be me. there. Let's at, go dressed up. Yep, yep. You know, you, the, the, you. I'll go to the first available time. You Let's you dress go. up as Luke. Obviously, that's your character. It looks. You could pull it off and right away. And I will show up as a fucking uh, uh, scrumptious. Uh, what's his name? God damn it. Uh, no, you need to show up as Babu Frick. Yeah, I wish. Did you guys see that? But though I know Alex probably hasn't, sorry, Al, but uh where the Babu Frick type thing walks by Baby Yoda and then he goes he's like, No, no touch, and then he goes, What the fuck? No, what, salacious about. crumb, that's who I was gonna say. Holy shit, that would have landed better. <laughs> That's Jabba's little laughing guy that he has on his shoulder. Oh, that's who I'm gonna sure. do. Yeah, it's a good joke, and I'll have to explain it. Uh, Alex, what were you gonna say yeah. before? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Mm. We got into Star Wars, and I lost my train of thought. Say, I know that you love that you were interrupted by Star Wars talk. I, like, I believe that uh, was the extra knife to the chest. Was that it had to be? Wait, really? yeah. Like what the fuck? We were talking about Craven and the Rhino. How did we dive tail to this stuff? But to be fair, I was actually going to reach out to you guys because I had seen a uh, a panel from what's been the new Star Wars Yoda comic book coming out, where there was an orangutan Jedi and a tiger Jedi, and I thought, wow, if anything was going to get me into Star Wars, <laughs> it's that. <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard about this. Everything cool about Star Wars, and he's like, they got an orangutan, bro? So the, only, so the only thing that rocks... The only thing that, the only thing that blew my mind is that we really reached the barrel where we can no longer think of weird, fucked up things to make, so we're just going to make tigers and orangutans and Jedis? Come on. Just Alex last week. Space fucking sucks. Lightsaber. Space Zoo? I'll, space Zoo? I'll be there. That's what Alex is like. <laughs> lightsabers? Space Fuck movies. that. The Jedi Order? Fuck that. That doesn't interest me. The Death Star, X-Wing, all this stuff doesn't interest them. Whatever. Orangutan? Now you have my attention. Oh, a space orangutan. A space orangutan. What do you mean you got a ring? What color is his lightsaber, the orangutan? Did you see that? It's got to be orange. It's got to be orange. No but does orange clash if it's orange and orange? But I think the tiger head green. Oh, they're orangutan and green. Oh, they're both What green. is this bullshit no. you're talking about? I'll see if I can find else that you guys do in the chat. The tiger head green? That just makes no sense. I'll see if I can find it. Oh, yeah, tiger and orangutan. They should both should have been orange. Yeah. Or at the very least, purple. But, I mean, we can't go by that logic because obviously, you know, uh, Obi-Wan's not blue. And same with uh, Anakin, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Except he was red because he got <laughs> melted by lava. Anyway. Hmm. Corey, you have anything else? 
Um, I'm trying to think if there was any other big news. Here, let me scroll no, through this quick. It. Let me scroll through okay. this quick, and we'll see if there's anything else. Uh, there's the uh, Craven headline I p- noted down. Not to miss that, you know, Radar. Um, it's gonna be Radar though, pop. Alex. So I mean, that might be good. I mean, it, yeah, lots of blood. Um, let's see what else here. Warner Brothers showed off uh, the Flash, Aquaman two, Willy Wonka. Uh, I'm sure you all. Excited about that Willy Wonka movie. Timmy Chow me. Nope. I did see that there was, oh yeah, Sony, there was a chance that Sony would show off uh, Spider-Man 4, whatever their plans are for the next one. But instead they just showed more of this into the Spider-Verse, or across the Spider-Verse, excuse me. Um, I'm really excited about that, though. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys, uh, Scientist Sam and I, we did uh, Marvel Spider-Man trivia on Sunday, and we won second place. Now you're like, Corey, Spider-Man, you should have got first. Now listen here. The guy that was in first place wrote his thesis paper on Marvel. And so this guy did not miss a point. So we were only behind by two points. Everybody else was way back Ah, behind. Against the master of Marvel, huh? Yeah. And so, you know, the, you know, the, the person that ran the thing came up to us and I was like, Hey, yeah, we got second place, but we didn't have to write a thesis about this stuff to get there. So, wow. you know, I thought I was just reading this stuff for fun, but who knew? <laughs> <it made> awesome. <laughs> oh, God damn. Well, that, that's a good note to leave on, Corey. The, cha- uh, the right. uh, silver medal winner of the Spider-Man contest. So. <laughs> Again, it wasn't the bronze medal. Like, what you know, you know, it's kind of like related to the bronze tier of Patreon. That again, if you pay thirteen dollars, you get an hour of Garrett's time. Or if you pay thirteen dollars to me, you get one minute of my time. Thirteen minutes. Gl- I can't. I'm remember. glad you finally. Well, okay, I was just say you did say it right the first time. So, what do you mean? I sent you a tiger picture of. Him and Star Wars. Hold on, I want to see this. I want to react to this, and then I'll go. No, but it, I couldn't find the orangutan one. But there's a tiger talking to some other characters. Kind of fucking shit it. is this? And why are they all smiling? Oh, this is I don't know. this is why young Yoda are they all smiling. That's Dooku. Oh, when Dooku trained with Yoda. Okay, interesting. So we're talking yeah, episode one or before. Tiger. Guys, yeah. guys, did you guys told me there were tigers in space? <laughs> I may have been interested. There's all kind of uh, Al. They're probably only in that comic. So when yeah. when this character shows up in the Mandalorian, I, I can't tell you. Me. I've never seen a tiger stand up and hold the lightsaber. So I'll tell you when that happens. I don't know how he could. He doesn't have thumbs. There are there are thumbs. there are creatures in Star Wars though that like are based on characters. Like there are the uh, um, calamaris. Who look like uh, octopuses or squids, and uh, so like there are there is precedent that there would be some type of animals and they look a little different. That looks like Kung Fu Panda though, which you just sent us. So I don't know what the fuck that. No is. right. That's where we finally found us. That damn. That doesn't look. All right, Corey, San Diego. All right, I'll sign off. Well, this is this is hashtag guest host one. I am now about to go write my new movie called Space Zoo. Um, so that'll be coming to a theater near you any day now. Star Zoo. <laughs> Star Zoo. Sorry. Let me get the title Star right. Star Zoo, a lion story. 
Um, and this is Hashtag Guest Host 1 signing off. Stay classy, San Francisco. Here we go, Corey. Uh, once again, showing that he did, I and mean, that's why we call him. He's a Spider-Man expert. Two points behind the thesis winner. I mean, that's exactly why we call him. He's uh, someone who's, you know, but though we also need Science Sam on the line with him if we're going to get some good information. Sounds like he needs a, a duo. Uh, speaking of comics, we weren't. We are. Green Arrow number one. <laughs> Joshua Williamson and Sean Isaacs. Uh, the Emerald Archer is lost and will take Oliver Queen's whole family to find him, but dangerous forces are determined to keep them apart at any cost. Uh, Green Arrow was somebody actually who I was thinking about earlier today. And when I saw he had the, cause I also, when we read, uh, one of the books we'll talk about later, uh, Gotham city year one, uh, I believe in issue five or six, one of them had an ad for, uh, these new dawn of DC. Uh, and I saw Green Arrow one and, and we were thinking to myself being like, Oh, it's been a long time since I ran a Green Arrow book. If that has a good writer, I might check it out. And then I checked today, Josh and Williamson. So I said, hey, let's check it out. See how it is. So I'm excited for that one there. Uh, Garrett over here, he's uh, continuing the uh, trek down uh, Kaya number seven. Wes Craig, Wes Craig. Uh, Kaya's worst fear have came true. Her little brother, Jin, has been kidnapped. Now, despite everything she's already been through, she had no choice but to enter the kingdom of mutants. Get him back what do you think here uh garrett that wasn't mine that was alex's alex that's what i meant alex uh you know what i've enjoyed kind it's a little it's a it's a strange differential story from what we had with west craig doing uh, all the hard work in deadly class but this book is a little more lighthearted, a little more um i'm gonna say less distinguished but i think that's what i like about it it's kind of just getting into this flow and we're getting behind this character kaya doing some badass shit now she's got to go save her brother so uh why not it says a good jumping on point for new readers no no it's not yes it is there's not that much depth to it it's 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 very much an action book um but i think and what what he does say in there is that he makes it for the monthly he doesn't make it for the trade so i i would definitely hop on if he could so they remind you plenty of times what has happened, why they're doing what they're doing. So it's yeah. But if you're they're like self, me, you can't are they self-contained stories for issues. No, there's like arcs. But it is okay. It'll it'll but, catch you up. But it's one of those things where it's, it's an overarching story, but solely you could read it by issue and be like, oh, they went to go kill this thing, great. Or hey, they went to this town, oh, great. Yeah, like a so. how they used to have the old westerns or how Mandalorian is. Where it's like, this episode is a story, but there also is the bigger story around it. Correct. Do you concur? Mm-hmm. I concur. Dead Romans <laughs> number two of six uh, by uh, Fred Kennedy and Nick Marinkovich. Honoria refuses to believe that her lover could have betrayed her. In uh, Rome, by leading the German attack, but she puts her worries aside to defend the Roman camp from a band of raiders. Artemis struggles. Is that Artemis? Yeah. Uh, Arminus uh, struggles to keep his forces united when the tribal band of Germanian uh, begin to fracture beneath old blood feuds. Garrett, what do you think? Uh, the first issue was incredible. Um, it really took me back to like watching Gladiator and 300. Um, 
and it's something I haven't seen in a comic in a long time. It's just some badass action uh, between, you know, Romans and the Greeks. And yeah, it's just been a blast. Uh, the art is spectacular. Uh, I will say there's some, uh, there's definitely some nudity. So watch out for that. But the artist is just great at what they do. And the story is really compelling. And, you know, like all good Roman stories, there's a revenge story. So definitely check it out. It's really good. Well, the only reason you're living here is because me and dad decided your mom was really hot and maybe we should just both bang her. <laughs> um, I've been holding on to that one since we started. Me and Gary were doing stepbrother quotes before the show and uh, Alex loved it. So uh-huh. I thought I'd bring it back. There you go. Wednesday comics. What's the TV show? Oh, cops. He's like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, just watching cops. Cops doesn't start till four. <laughs> Uh, com. that's the website, go there, get some comic books, some collectibles, and some sports cards. Maybe you'll pull out, uh, you know what, maybe they got an old stack of cards back there. I've been following this guy on TikTok where he looks at old cards he gets, and then he eats the gum out of them. Um, and, uh, he says, hey, he hasn't killed me yet, so I assume those are good, so that's a little tip for you. Buy some of those cards, and you can get a little snack with it. Uh, also go to rainbowcomicsandcards.com so you can see the location in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Lincoln, Nebraska. Rainbow. Comicscards.com. Uh, Garrett, we have a book club. Alex? Oh, yeah. Wednesday Comics League. Whoa. <laughs> Go ahead, Whoa. Alex, Garrett. Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents Streets of Gotham by Paul Dini and Dustin Wibbin. I forget that Alex was the second part of this. I was like, oh, Alex, never mind. And I was like, oh, okay. Number two. Number two, Alex, you read the right issue this time. I did read the fucking right issues. <laughs> Thank God, man. It's only Sorry. your damn book club this round. It's fine. What do I know? <laughs> I read the first part of that first book. Let me ask you guys a legit question about this issue. Does it feel like this issue and the last issue tonally aren't the same? No, I felt like they were the same. Okay. Um... I don't know. There's parts that didn't seem to make as much sense. From I forgot all about the the big guy until he showed up, and then he goes, "Oh, it's just me, guys." You know, I thought you were busy, and I'm thinking, "Who the hell are you? When did I meet you?" And then I thought, "Oh yeah, I guess I did." I don't know. You, I do kind of agree. There was a little differential two, between one and two. Two number one felt to me like it was more greedy, more trying to be like on the streets, and this one was like, "Oh, it's Batman." So let's lean into the Batman. Like, the first one, I feel like it could just not be a Batman book and it still would be a good crime book. And then the second one went more superhero Batman. I'm not saying it's, it, anything is bad. And I was thinking about it, I was like, I actually really love this issue. Um, it's just that I felt like, oh, okay, we like in this one, maybe it's because it had more characters in it than the first issue had. More uh, rogue gallery. We saw Black Mask. We saw Firefly. We saw um, Hush. And we saw um, Who Rescued Black Mask? Oh, um Z guy, what's his name? Uh, Zaz, yes, Victor Zaz. Um, and then we saw Robin, and we saw Red Robin, and Red. Ro- I think we did. Uh, and then Damien got hit in the back of the neck. So I feel like there was like a lot of more incorporating the Batman world in this issue compared to the first one. The first one seemed like it was going to be like maybe down to basics. Even though the the Firefly um part was still in the first one, it felt like it was more of a vicious thing to be doing than a normal like hey let's catch this bad guy and then in this one 
I don't know. It felt more superhero-y to me. Well, this this one felt more like an animated series cartoon where we had to wrap it up now. Where I thought we were going to build up the Firefly storyline for a little longer. Instead, Dick just jumps on his back and plows him straight into the ground. Yeah, I agree with that. I I don't know. I, now that you're saying that, because um, yeah, I think just a lot was jam packed in this. We might have been missing something, but I felt like a lot of the story with Hush. You know, there's a lot in the path. Like you know, they don't want uh, him impersonating Bruce, but obviously at the end of this issue, he just does. Um, and it kind of felt like the Firefly storyline took a little bit of a sideline. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. It almost seems like, this. like it, let, let me make an allegory for you here, a little example. It almost seems like if it was the Batman movie, and then the Riddler gets taken out, taken out at his first, they find him right away, and they take him out, and you're like, oh, I thought the guy was supposed to be like really serious and really uh, a threat, and they found him in two seconds, and then they sprayed him with some foam, and he was done. And then we move on to the Black Mask yeah. thing, but then also moves back to it moves over to the Hush thing, and as you stated, like him impersonating Bruce and him doing it uh, after tricking Alfred that he was on fire. Um, this this motherfucker, I tell you what, Alfred. That's why he doesn't call you father, all right? Butler. <laughs> um, uh, so you work for me. This is also <sighs> the danger, Bruce. Well, actually, it's Bruce not there. This is danger, Dick Grayson what happens when you leave the <laughs> butler behind to guard the villain uh, in the thing. So um, he pretends to be Bruce and he says, I'm going to weigh a billion dollars every month to the city of Gotham. Yeah. Dick Grayson as Batman is the, probably the most forgiving Batman I've ever seen. When yeah. he talks to Damien, Damien goes, man, I'm way better trained than this. I should have known I was going to get hit in the back of the head. And Dick's like, you know, it's okay. Shit happens. Then two seconds later, Alfred goes, I should have read through that fire and I should have known that, you know, Hush was going to trick me. He goes, you know what? Shit happens. We all make mistakes. Dick, be a little harder. Oh, whoa. No. Come on. It's Dick, though. It's not Bruce. <laughs> Jeez. Grayson. Um... So I forgot to throw in the Grayson. I just said Dick be hard. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I see that. But also, just... like, I like, I like that they keep the difference between him and Bruce like they can both be Batman but like they both had different ways to go about it right? if, like if you isolate I that want, audio I don't want him isolate that audio yeah. of, of Garrett saying it's thick though it's it's thick though um, I know. sorry to interrupt but <laughs> I need to say Grayson. <laughs> I need to uh, say that before I forgot uh, continue okay. <laughs> well I'm just saying though like I that's the part when I don't like and when Dick Grayson's Batman is that Sometimes they'll try to make him seem like he's Bruce, so you can't tell the difference. And I'm like, no, I'd rather know the difference. I agree, uh, and I agree. And I sent you that thing this week about the difference between Batman and Bruce, or whatever it was, chaotic, neutral, all that shit. Where he is, uh, he is good justice. He's just to be a good man. Well, I do and know. He is. I do remember that when he's out there, he's trying to pretend to be Bruce still, like as Batman. He's That's playing true. up as that, Bruce, yes. so that way they don't know that he's dead or not around. Um, which leads me to, like, Thomas Wayne at the end, he can just show up as Bruce and nobody's like, hey, you're back from the dead? Nobody knows he's dead. So I think that is uh, the reason why there's a lot of that. But also I wanted to say that him could win a billion dollars. Maybe go and check and see what's their net worth. How can they be giving away one billion today and for the next month um, and continuing to do that? And there's a lot of different discrepancies, but the one I found uh, that seems the most accurate is $100 billion that this guy has. 
Bruce Wayne. Um, so they basically got a hundred months before they're out of money. But I'm gonna assume that uh, um, Damien, when he's like, "Oh, we're fucked." Who was it, Damien? I think it was Damien. That they were yeah, basically yeah. fucked. Um, <laughs> Dude, the look on his face it was like, "Jesus." I'm guessing it costs more money to run that bad organization. Otherwise, they would be good for a hundred months. Why are they so worried? I'm guessing that bad organization that cost them billions uh, a month. Over here, you're and like. They didn't form until after he gets back, though. They're literally using the Batmobile to run into buildings. There's a door, motherfucker. What are you doing? But for the record, when they run through that wall, I'm pretty sure that Black Mask is underneath that car. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Or or Firefly getting bumped, dead. <laughs> and they all they get out and just, oh, good, bullshit. You're dead. You're... You've got dent armor. I did look for him in that scene because he was. His back was to the wall, so he would have been in front of the car. And then when Di- when Dick was like, "Hey, go get you take care of Black Mask," he points to the back of the car. So I, you're 100 percent right. He got ran over, <laughs> and he's like, "Go take care of him." But uh, Black Mask is just a guy. He would he'd be dead. There's no way. Um, what was I gonna say? They run into that building. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like uh, and then. Uh, later on, it was a black mask thing, and, and that got taken care of. He went out with Zaz. I'm not sure if that'll appear again or not, but it seems like the story's really going to move forward with more with Hush, which is fine because uh, I knew all that. Um, there's a lot of good stories to tell there, especially during this time when you have a fake Bruce and the real Bruce is gone. Um, but as I said it before, it almost feels like. God, we started with something that felt like it was going to be like street level, and then choose that character in that first one, the the uh, the prostitute little girl, and then this one she uh, they cut out the tracker thing, and then they sent her on her way, and she's never <laughs> didn't think about her anymore. She's like twenty years old in issue two, though. Yeah, she's when we first read this, she's like 12, 13, twelve, thirteen, and then she's twenty eight in this one. And yeah. also, and also, Alex, um, in the first issue, she takes up a good eight pages of story and then in this one she's just never shows up again so it feels like there's a really big to me it feels like they're like hey paul we want you to write a really like ground level batman tale and then in this one they're like actually can you put more batman in it uh, but we'll see well, <laughs> say, those are the things I wondered. uh you're too street level and you're getting a little too close to home make sure you make it more superhero you know what they read batman and damien can jump everywhere they read the end of one when he called that that twelve year old prostitute, when that guy would call them little her a little slut, <laughs> and they were like, "Paul, okay, come on, we said you could do whatever, but you went too far here." Just because of that next issue, every single bat person's got to be in that. So we'll yeah. see, Alex. How many how many are in that trade that we're reading? Four, four okay. issues. I'm reading on the issues uh, on DC Unlimited uh, or whatever the fuck it's called, Infinite. Um, and so uh, there's a backup Manhunter, which looks fantastic. Uh, I haven't read it, but the artwork looks fantastic. And I'm not sure if it shows you this in the trade. Each one of these covers is by Dustin Wynn, and they are uh, watercolors. So the interiors they being, look incredible. They, you do see them, yeah. Dustin Wynn uh, does the interiors, but he's not coloring himself, so it kind of looks. It kind of actually does look like the animated show a little bit. Like, that would be the closest thing I could associate it with, uh, with Dustin Wynn's style and somebody else coloring it. Um, but I thought this issue had better art than the last issue. The last one almost seemed like it was too bright, 
like the, the it was too thick with the coloring, and this one kind of seemed to tone it down a little bit, show more of Wynn's art and less of the coloring. So I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I, both these, like I said, I'm saying they're way totally different, but I've enjoyed both of these. I like this time frame of Batman. It's it's a blast, and it's so nostalgic, and I'm like, I'm just, I don't know, for some reason, Gotham seems like grittier and like less small in this, whereas mm-hmm. I feel like today, like after getting through like Joker War and all that, it just seems like Gotham doesn't seem like that big of a threat anymore. No, I know exactly what you feel it's like. It's like you things feel... come, things come to Gotham. In that, in the this time frame, it does feel like Gotham has different neighborhoods. Gotham has. As you said before, like it just feels more authentic, and then yeah, nowadays it just seems like, especially with all the history of Gotham that they tend to do nowadays, I feel like it's maybe too explained, and that's why it feels that way. There's no mystery to it anymore. Yeah. Uh, right. Speaking of Gotham, Alex, do you have any more thoughts on uh, streets? No. Speaking no. of Gotham, Gotham City Year One. We read the last issue, but we'll just talk about this series overall. Um, Gotham City by Tom King. Jordy Belair, Phil Hester, and um, Eric Gasper uh, is a six-issue mini that is about Brad Slam Bradley. I was calling Brad Slamley, <laughs> Stanley, um, <laughs> uh, a detective who used to be a cop, um, and his tale of the Waynes and the uh, princess of the Wayne uh, family. Uh, being kidnapped and what happened. So <clears throat> in the last few issues, we kind of learned the, the scheme of it all. Spoilers. The scheme of it all uh, was that the husband, Mr. Uh, not, what's his name? Robert. Richard. 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 Dick Wayne. Dick Wayne. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That was his grandpa's name and he called us. Wait a second. That was his grandpa's name. Oh, he didn't name Dick Grayson. <laughs> That's going to say he knew after his grandfather. Uh, where was I at? Okay. Anyways, uh, this dick, uh, Wayne, uh, <laughs> made a scheme with his person he was in an affair with uh, and said, hey, you go and take the baby. And then we're going to act like she's kidnapped. And then the ransom money uh, we'll take. And I'm going to use that money to pay for the divorce. So that would mean you can run off together. Um because he said he couldn't touch the money because then his wife would know and his wife would know and he doesn't he wants to get the best lawyers and to fight her in court that way he should get none of the money and turns and then the baby passed away and they're trying to it, Brad and Brad Slam is still like investigating like how would this happen like how why is she dead like it the person ran off with the money and then the baby's dead too uh, and that's that interrogation scene and this is a few issues back now but the interrogation scene. Uh, were the cops after they find the baby's body and the cops are beating the shit out of Slam. Uh, that is, that was, that's like fantastic. That whole sequence. I like art wise. Fucking great. Like I was looking at it being like, and I, I gotta give, I know that we have a personal connection to Mr. Phil, but in this issue, like I was like, this is amazing. Like there's a, seriously pages in this series that I'm like, I would really like to have that page. And, and it's very rare that you get to a, like you see a page and you're like, God, I wish I had that page. And there's a, a scene with uh, uh, Miss Connie Wayne, 
uh, Constance and Slam, where she shows up and says, "I just want to feel safe. I just want to." And they kiss, and it's and it shows like the background is like the paneling from the page before. And that page specifically, I was like, "God damn!" Specifically, I was like, "That is an amazing page." Like conceptually, how it's executed, everything about it. And I think this art team, these three, these three individuals, uh, and also Tom King, obviously, probably writing what he wants to see. Like the collaboration to output this book. This book is amazing. Six issues. I think they're all strong. Six issues. Completely agree. I mean, to have an actual detective story in Gotham, I feel like we don't get like a legit who done it. Um, but I, you know, I think Tom King is amazing at doing these uh, sort of books, and Phil's art, of course, was incredible. And I think that kind of, as we, you know, you go further back in Gotham's history and time, it seems that much more mysterious and big and like. You know, it, it's so crazy to me that if you think about this story, the Waynes are basically the cause of the decay of Gotham. And yeah. Bruce now is, I mean, that's so fucked up. Like, everything that he has been fighting against, you know, since his parents died, was caused by his, I think it was his grandparents or great-grandparents that kind of set Gotham in its path to, like, It was his grandparents. Be a shithole. Because she had a kid named Thomas. Yeah. Right, right, right. And geez, yeah. Mrs. What, what was her name? Connie. Uh, oh, the Connie? Yeah, Connie, yeah. Oh, okay. she, yeah, she was horrible. Horrible human being. So I'm just like, man, how did, how did, you know, I'd love to see a sequel to this. I'm like, I want to know how Thomas Wayne's upbringing, like, how did he turn out to be so good uh, when his mom's a piece of shit, you know? <laughs> like, it's just a it was so it was so good there was a lot of great noir there was a lot of great interrogations and conversations and like you know usually the medium of like a comic book when there's too much words and like not enough pictures and not a good combo of the two you know you might get turned away and i think this did perfect amount like perfect combination but there was a lot of text but it was like interesting text so it didn't seem like there was a lot of text and that's when a good comic is like done Uh, see i i got to issue i read three four five and most of six uh by the time i got to six i was burned out reading this book there was with the text with there was too much text there was too much of slam bradley getting the shit kicked out of him by everybody who lived in that fucking town (laughs) Well, think of Sin City with, like, the hard goodbye. Like, every time he learns a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, well, eventually that out. person dies. I mean, at least when you get done running them over, they die. This was, he got the living shit kicked out of him. To be fair, I think Slam Bradley was the cause of shit hitting the fan. Because he went and hit the uh, commissioner in the head. He lost his will to be the right kind of cop. The city went to shit. So Slam Bradley is the cause of false. all the problems. So false, And then dude. secondly... This whole book felt like it was the How I Met Your Mother, and in this case, it was How I Fucked Your Grandma. Oh, jeez, that's <laughs> such a hard take, man. I, Dude, I just... Slam is like Doc is like is like Rorschach and Watchmen to Doctor Manhattan. Okay, he can't live with the lie to like comfort Gotham City. Yeah, He's trying to do the right thing. I banged your grandpa. <laughs> no, that's not what he's doing. The whole thing is him trying to do right by this little girl that got murdered and getting caught up in a conspiracy that the Waynes created. 
<laughs> I so was gonna say I was not gonna save Gotham. I, I was gonna for the sake of a little girl. I was gonna say like one of the most I feel like it actually goes to that point you were talking about, Garrett. Is what I find most impressive is that when we first heard about this book, I was um they almost had the tagline like this kidnapping is what kind of turns Gotham into what it becomes. And, and and the way that that was referred to it and, and and talked about like the evil that the city has, right? And it, it almost seems like it does seem superstitious, not superstitious, supernatural. Um, but when you get to the end of this book and you see as you see the dominoes fall, you realize that the city is and almost the, and they kind of encapsulated with the situation where he's like looking for like is this fate? Is this some sort of like divine intervention where it was put in front of me like why did you choose me and she's like you were the first one in the phone book like there's no it's all a matter of happenstance it's all a matter of coincidence there's no bigger energy behind this besides that two individuals one person who didn't have uh had got into the gambling and need to pay back people and, and uh then you have connie who it likes her elite status, likes all this. And like the biggest issue that she had with her husband having an affair, because he's had multiple was that she was black. And so like these two having this, what should be a very domestic dispute turns the city into literally a hellfire because they couldn't just like work it out between the two of them. So, like, instead of it being, like, oh, Gotham's evil and stuff like that, you see that these rich individuals who are having these rich people problems of he has to pay off bookies and and, and he's sleeping with somebody else and, and having an affair on his wife. Like, these things were the only concern they really had were these kind of petty things. Uh, and it made the whole city suffer and a certain uh, class and race of people in the city now live in shittier conditions because they couldn't work that out. So, you, and, but nothing really happens with Connie. She still becomes successful and how that book kind of ended where she took over things and did this and this and this almost shows you that like the person of the most consequence, uh, because they were involved in what this petty kind of two individuals did, uh, like nothing really happens to her. She has no consequences of these actions. She and, and like that becomes Gotham City where the rich and powerful have no consequences of their actions and everybody else gets the shit that they rain down on them until one day somebody decides to be a difference maker in Batman and decide that no family should ever have to lose anybody the same way I lost it because of this crime. And that makes Batman as a character a very less selfish kind of character. And you can kind of see like the guilt that he has that he's cleaning up the streets that his uh, past relatives created. Like for me, that was, I think the most exciting part of the book was that it turned out to be something that is very much happening anywhere that has this kind of divisive uh, uh, clash of cultures because, and it's not something that's supernatural. It's not like it's something in Gotham city only. And that's the reason why it's shit. It's because of what happened. Yeah, I mean, crazy good. I, I I'm surprised, Al. I thought you would be on the hype train. I mean, maybe it was meant to be a monthly, you know, not as a trade. You know, maybe it was meant to be read that way. 
that I re- tried to read all four tonight, and I made it through the three, four, and five, and then I got to six, and I was just like, oh my god, we're still dragging. And, and yeah, it was a lot of text in one night to read. So, what I mean, my fault, maybe. So, maybe if I revisit it again, maybe I will enjoy it. But, like, oh man, I should take back all that stuff about him sleeping with his grandma. But, <laughs> well, I mean, he did sleep with his grandma, think, but <laughs> that was the biggest thing in issue four. Wow, Slam at the end, yeah. He's just like, I told you the whole story just to tell you I had to bang your grandma. Like, that's his whole way of telling us. <laughs> he goes the long way. He goes, you Let me tell you this story. <laughs> but even at the end of it, Bruce, Bruce stands there and he's kind of got like these big eyes going, what the fuck did I just hear yeah, from I a 94-year-old man? I would think that for me, that was the most surprising part was how Bruce looked. I was like, surely at this point, this motherfucker has hurt worse. But I guess maybe not. Um, but it is funny. Yeah, he, <laughs> he basically told the whole story to humble brag about fucking his grandma. You know, he's like. And, uh, so, I mean, I'm just saying this could have been Gotham City. He could have been like, he could have been like, I'm telling a story to Bruce. So I'm going to cut that part out of it. And instead, he's like, I'm keeping that motherfucker in. You're going to hear this. And he's he like, your grandfather. And if, if we were to believe that every panel we were shown was something that he stated, then he told them that he took off her clothes. He went into detail. He didn't stop at, you know, I slept with your grandma. He said, here's how it went. Which is <laughs> why we see that face at the end. <laughs> Batman can't, can't live with himself anymore. That man just being threatened and being thrown through buildings. We're hearing about Grandma's filthy night. I feel like there could be one more lie, and that's that uh, Slam is uh, Thomas's dad. You know, that's that's what I was thinking too. uh, Grandpappy Wayne. That's what exactly what I was thinking too, because like, here's a question I have, and it probably has to do with once again somebody honoring their status more than people's lives. Was that? She basically killed her husband, but she kept his name, so that way she would have the status. Because it shouldn't be Thomas Wayne; well, it should have been whatever her maiden name is. Um, yeah, yeah. Plus, also, I didn't say that. Are we to believe like he was sleeping all these ladies because they weren't intimate with each other? That somehow she got pregnant before he died. Curious, oh, curious to me, which you can make that canon a bit. And, you know, Phil was talking about that, like nothing in the story really is canon unless they want it to be canon. And I think there are a lot of good ideas here that should be. Maybe that should be one of them. Just watch. We'll, we'll learn that Bruce really is a Bradley and he never should have had the money. Damn. All the stuff that uh, Bob Kane and Bill Finger work so hard to make. We're going to undo it all. No, he could still be a Wayne. It's just, uh, you know, Alex. not have the surname of uh, Bradley. But at, yeah. le- at least Slam got revenge on the commissioner because he said he was getting the shit beat out of him a lot. He did get it, he did get it back yeah. in him. Uh, at least one of the people that kicked the shit out of him. Actually, all of them. I think he, he beat really the shit out of all of them. He goes, the, the one thing I did enjoy is when he goes, you know you've done bad stuff or that when the commissioner comes in to kick the shit at you. Yeah. You've really stepped on some toes when he comes to get his shoes dirty. I, I will say when he um, is a cop and that cop is like torturing the uh, person that he's interrogating and Slam just beats the shit out of the cop. I like I did like that scene too. I think it kind of gives you a good idea of who what this character is. That he wants to be on the side of good 
And when he says that, he wants to be on the side of good. Like, he doesn't want to pretend to be on the side of good while still doing shitty shit. He's that, and it kind of gives you the the motivation behind why he would continue to do the right thing in this story because that's who he is. Yeah, I did appreciate that that beginning of the book where the, a bad guy cop shoots him in the hand and he just beats the living shit out of him. Hmm. Other cops are coming in, he's just knocking them all out too. Still has the job. You think if you oh. shot through the hand like that, would it heal over and then you would have a hole in your hand for the rest of your life, or would um, it actually heal the full thing? Eventually it would probably heal, but you'd have so much scar tissue that you'd probably lose function in your hand. Damn. Then we're talking about that robot hand like last week. Damn, hell. <laughs> New Winter Soldier right there. WednesdayComics.com, that's the website. 605-215-1849, that's the number. At Wednesday Comics on Twitter, um, at Karat2188, and at the AP Keaton on Twitter. You can also um, go to WednesdayComics.com. Not only subscribe to the show, but you can click on the button to go to the webpage and get some merchandise. So there you go. Uh, make sure to visit our sponsors, Mr. Roots, Roots of the Swamp Thing.com, Roots of the Swamp Thing.com. Uh, also, go and visit Rainbow Comics and Cards. dot com. Uh, go there. God, what? What though, Alex? What if I? You did shoot me in the hand, and let's say I was like, okay, now that we got the chance, you're gonna put a metal washer like in the middle of my hand so that it doesn't heal over, or maybe it does heal over, and then when I punch people, I got metal hands now, like they they wouldn't see it coming. So you almost have like brass knuckles in your hands. Yeah, but and you know, at first it's going to be kind of challenging because I'm going to be dragging my knuckles because it's going to be too heavy. But eventually, I'll get used to the the weights and I'll be strong as like when Goku puts those weights on his legs and then he takes them off. That's going to be me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I never thought of it that way, Marvin. It's true. I, I can't tell if you sneezed or if you like try to laugh. <laughs> I sneezed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed so hard he sneezed. <sighs> Here we go. Well, you know what? Let's pull three of our hands. Let's put them in the middle. And how you do before you go on three, and then on three, I'm just gonna blow a hole through all three of our hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing that binds us together, <laughs> the matching holes in our hands. Yeah. And then we'll we can't be holy. Then. <laughs> then we can't move our we can't move our hands for one year so they can meld together. Gross. <laughs> or maybe we just keep the holes in our hands and we become like a barrel of monkeys. Jeez. Put us all on a pole. Oh, God. God, oh, my God. I can't believe you would say that, Garrett. Wednesday Comics, my name is Marvin. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone, keep turning those pages. Mm-hmm.